Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 124 of the Apple Log Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. Before I get started, I want to let you know that I am doing a 200-kilometer bike ride. It's called the Ride to Conquer Cancer. If you want to help me out, you can go to applelog.ca and click on that banner on the very top. Tell friend, because we're going to conquer cancer by riding a bike. I know what will get conquered. That's my butt. My butt will get conquered by riding 200 kilometers over two days in June. So right now, out of the gate, it's been great. I got I got $220 already sponsored, and let's keep them coming in. Tell a friend, just really help it out. If you're ever to do anything that's you know charitable, this is a very important thing. Let's do it. This podcast is brought to you in part by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Get a book. It's like being read to when you go to bed. Nighty night. I wonder if it has that little, you know, the remember the little wind chimes thing? Like when Tinkerbell waves her wand? That's when you turn the page. Okay, I'm digressing. This podcast uh, is also comes to you in part by my Amazon affiliate program. Go to, if you're a Canadian, go to applelog.ca slash Amazon, and you'll get transported magically to Amazon. Every time you shop on Amazon, use that link, support the show, cost you no extra money. If you're from the United States or the UK, you can go to the applelog.ca and click on those banners on the right side. Locate your country, Canada, USA, or UK. It, it really does help me out. And you know, I got my first paycheck from uh, Amazon dossier, and it was great. I I I bought something with it, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's pretty awesome. If you're interested in supporting the show on a monthly basis, go to Patreon.com/Applelog. You can pledge as much or as little as you as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. Cancel at any time. Go to Patreon.com/Applelog. InsightRecorders.com. Insight Recorders is not just a place to check out for the recording studio aspect. I've also opened up a 3D print shop just on the side, just see how it goes. So if you're interested in getting some 3D printing done, go to insightrecorders.com slash 3D prints, number three, letter D prints. Go check out that store. I'm going to put a new thing up there. And if you're interested in like signage and things, like if you have like a coffee shop and you want to have a men's and a women's room and stuff like that, and it's, it's fun stuff. I have a good time doing it. And, um, like all my hobbies, I somehow managed to try and turn it into something that makes me money. Is that, is, that a, is that a thing? Do I have a thing? I don't know, maybe. If you're interested in getting some online mixing done, you c- can go check out the rates. Uh, go to insightrecorders.com slash rates. And then if you want to contact me, go to insightrecorders.com slash contact and check it out. It's just a cool place. I'm actually taking bookings now for the summer so you can actually have some work done. It's going to be a busy summer, everybody. Appalog.ca slash shop is a place to buy a t-shirt and get some other stuff. There's there's stuff there. Please don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. Give it five stars, please. Give a nice little write-up, too. You know, if you want something to be done, you want the show to be better, then contact me through through uh, Appalog.ca slash contact if you, if you want if you want to be on the show. I'm always looking for guests. Like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Pod. 
Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Today on the show, it's an exciting day. I have Al Nolan back. And Alan Nolan has just got landed himself this gig where he is now going to be the part of Joe Dick on Hardcore Logo, Punk Ass Play, which is being mounted from March 9th to the 26th at the Dance Cave in Toronto. It's going to be amazing. Uh, it opens on March 9th. And, uh, you know, it's for me, to, to just, it's just the perfect role for Al. <laughs> I, it really is. It's It's perfect. And uh, also on the show is Jeremy Knowles. Jeremy Knowles is a producer of the show as well as a tour manager. I went to Al's place a couple of weeks ago. And we had a little chat about it. Thanks to Melanie Kay for setting this up, of course. And I want y'all to sit back and listen to this nice conversation I had at Al Nolan's place with Jeremy Knowles on the Apple Podcast. Go! Al, this is the, actually this is the second time I've been sitting at this very seat. This is uh, interview two point five. Number two. So this point five will never be released. <laughs> I, I put part one when we first did it, thinking that there would be a two-parter, and then it never actually came to fruition. So now we're like here, like two, I think two years later. This yeah. is part two point five, yeah. and Jeremy Knowles, producer. Yes. Of yes, Hardcore logo. It's, the it's they're calling it a punk ass play. Yeah. Punk ass play. But it's a it's kind of it's a, a pretty much an adaptation a stage adaptation of the movie Hardcore Logo, the book Hardcore Logo, the graphic novel Hardcore Logo, and what else did I leave out? I That's guess it, kind right? of it's an adaptation of the other plays too. I guess. I guess well, so. Was there yeah. other plays? Yeah, this is, oh, like, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is the Toronto stage version, and then there was an Edmonton version and the Vancouver version. Okay. But yeah, uh, those are produced um, by the playwright, Michael Scholar Jr. Yes. So we've sort of taken his script, and he's been working with us and sort of... So it's just call it kind of a remount, then, I guess is what you'd want to... Yeah. I would, in some ways, yeah. but this version is definitely uh, different than his. Uh, it's been sort of reworked and workshopped, you know, like mm-hmm. his, you know, it's been uh, five years since he's done it. So all really? the ways, it's a debut. It's happening at the dance cave, right? That's Upstairs. Correct, yeah. Now, how are you dressing that place to make it into a make it into a, a performance space like that? Well, it is. I, uh, we chose that because it is like a punk rock venue. Yeah, I mean, right. East Palace, obviously, but of course. Yeah, I felt like the set uh, or the staging wouldn't need to be um, transformed in any way because it smells and tastes and looks yeah like a venue. Even you know, regardless of uh, the time that's passed, I can still smell cigarettes. <laughs> in bars yeah and and uh, simon and i used to go to the dance cave like in the very early 90s yeah. and lean against a pinball machine and try to pick up women wearing pumas and and miniskirts it was a fantastic a oh, fantabulous look you guys were wearing pumas 90s. and miniskirts or the, the well women? done jeremy i left that door open you walked right in yeah. exactly yes i'm sorry no we were talking to women <laughs> we're doing that early 90s look and it was a fantabulous place but the the stage is going to be extended mm-hmm. um 
Remember that's beautiful, like band shell kind of thing. Because I think yeah. that was the old projection room at one time or something. Yeah, it's like a, well, upstairs. it's a nice uh, gabled kind of ceiling, from what yeah. I remember too. Yeah. But there's rafters in there as well to put up everything. So we're gonna probably the way it looks, and and the, uh, as we put, we've been we've been we had a table read, and we've been rehearsing at uh, a secret location, mm. but it's a jam room we're in. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's. Like I, I, for me personally, I go back and forth and like, okay, where am I, which band am I here with? And it's like, oh, these guys on. Oh, everybody smells nice and everybody's way more pleasant. <laughs> well, except Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, well, actually they do. Yeah, there was some snacks. Um, but um, otherwise, uh, yeah, like I said, everybody's really into it. And it's a, uh, it's a really, it's, it's different, but still the same. Yeah, well, the, the the closeness to punk rock and then the closeness to theater. Because Al was, you were the theater drama kid in high school, and that's I what was, makes me so proud of you. That well, these cats knew me when I my last year of high school. I just or second two last years of high school. I think I went to grade fourteen or fifteen or something. I think yeah. I can't remember. You could probably tell. Anyway. Victory lap. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you go where it's warm. Um, uh, I uh, I had I was tried it. It was a good way to to put your energy somewhere else than skateboarding or being aggressive my mom and dad loved it so i wanted to give it a shot but then all my friends were musicians and in bands and i was like forget it i'd rather go be in a band you, so, you had the, even the glasses and the look and the well i actually wear glasses the kids in the hall can't kind afford of them now That's but the you thing. had the big the big kids in the hall 90s glasses i remember no i had the glasses that everybody else copied uh, well, I guess we called them Milo glasses back then. No, not the. I remember seeing a picture of you where you had the big, thinner ones where they were like bigger. Remember the ones that Bill Gregory used to wear? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Never mind. That's a, He's uh, denying. He's uh, a denier. No, no. There's chicken and the egg. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but the the director Ron Jenkins. Yeah. Um. Well, why don't we why don't we start right at the beginning? Yeah, sure. Um. Oh, the very how beginning. we go to tra- how we transform into from 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 Ben. Yeah, because I I heard it was in. Well, I thought it was mounting in Hamilton. No, because Ben because Ben was involved. Yeah. No, Ben has I mean, Ben and I everything. Ben and I went to high school together. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, so I've known Ben a long time, and I asked him to do this years ago, actually after um, Riot Fest. Okay. Because DOA was playing Riot Fest, and we were hanging out and yada yada yada, talking about the thing and. Jeremy's um, also a tour manager for bands, and one of his bands are DOA. Stuff. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's how I'm involved in this. Is Joe and I were sitting in a van one day and talking about this after it had mounted in Edmonton, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, "You should do this." I was like, "Oh, I guess I should." Uh, anyway, we fast forward, and I talked to Ben. And I th- I just think you know he was the perfect guy for the job, and I've known him for years. I thought we could make this work, and we wanted somebody like you need actors because there's stuff, but I needed somebody who knew punk rock and lived that life, you know. Mm-hmm. the joe dick life as ben did and so we hired him but ben's also a sort of film producer and a, a writer a screenwriter and does you know all kinds of things uh, he has his thumbs in many pies he does have his thumbs in many pies um and a, a big gig came up for him and we knew that it might yeah. so we were down uh, ben was playing uh, he does this thing burly calling and uh, his band Video Dead was playing. We go down to check it out because Ron Jenkins, the director, is in town. He's an Edmonton boy as well. So we're uh, in the city and we thought we'll go do that. And Almighty Trigger Happy's playing. You know, and Ron looks at me and he's like, oh, fuck, that guy'd be great too. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's perfect. Uh, and then so when, when Ben uh, decided he needs to, you know, take his opportunity and recommended Al, I was like, this is great. So. You know, we talked to Ron, and Ron talked to Al, and 
here we are. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out. So there's no there's no tryouts. It just dude. I, well, that's the thing. I was I, I was every day I wake up and go like fuck. It's no one's gonna pull it out from underneath me. But I'm. Ex- it's not that it's been easy. It's been very uh, like my nerves have just been like through the roof. I bet going yeah. down to it just because. But also the the being able to adapt to a room full of strangers. I didn't realize. Um, as dumb as this sounds, I guess I actually turned out a musician because musicians that know their craft can go in and start playing with people they don't even know. Yeah, it's and the I'm, confidence. Like level I said, too, right? I just. Fear level, I think fear breeds oh, really? confidence yeah. like that. Because like, yeah, it, this is this is this was sink or swim for me. Because like, I don't know if anybody knows personally. I've been going through the worst spell of unemployment. Um, I had a good career going for a while, and I got hurt, and I couldn't do it any longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a grip for a while, and I, a lot of people have been helping me out, and I'd like to say thank you to all of them. I'm not going to list all of you because Simon's show isn't that long. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's been rough. And yeah. then, um, like I said, I was a Sunday night. I was sitting here, and I was going through the last of my weed to see which was the biggest bud I could get. We can edit this out if you don't want me to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the phone rang. Uh, excuse me. No, the Facebook Messenger ding went off, and there's a uh, pen in his perfect voice. Hey, dude, you working yet or what? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just picturing it in my head, and it's like, no. And as a matter of fact, do you know this low, hardcore logo thing I'm doing? And I'm... To be honest with you, I was like, I, I was, I knew about it. I didn't really want to get that involved in it because, um, not that I had pangs of jealousy or anything like that. It was just, a, fuck, that's something I could do. And then yeah. the gods decided that Ben, because I have to take this role in California. Do you think it's something you'd be interested in? And then I didn't believe it was going to happen. And I went to sleep, and I, at about four in the morning, I woke up to an email from Seth Dravinsky. Is he one of the Dravinskys? <laughs> yes, he is. That's but a very there pretty you go. I know, thank you. That's Theater, <laughs> but Theater. He, yeah, there's it's a bit distant, like you know, yeah, you know, and there's yeah. an age gap. There, there's so that such an uncommon name, question, but yeah. with theater and being a producer, I'm like, oh, it's yeah. gotta be, it's gotta yeah. be somehow related to Garth Drabinsky and then for sure. Yeah, I just got this email, and all of a sudden it was like fucking. At the same time, my dad was going in for some uh, heart surgery stuff, so I was juggling that at the same time. But then um, I got Ron on the phone. And he told me what was going on. Ben kind of filled me in. And then um, Ron has, Ron's voice just sounded really, really warm. I was scared of you, your voice, first. <laughs> See, that's, that's common. That I know, it should be. That. It's, was it's it a, a conference thing, call? It's or? a good thing to have. No, no, no. I, I talked to Jeremy after. Um, okay. When I said to Ron, Ron goes, okay, well, tell me what's going on in your life, Ron. I said, well, I'm, I'm unemployed. Uh, yeah. And then I stopped and said, look, man, I'm trying to say the right things to you to make sure I get this fucking role. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, tell me. And I go, well, I have no job. I have no life. I have no girlfriend. And he goes, you know what? I'll fuck it. Let's do this. All <laughs> right. What he said to me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if he told you a different story for you the know. for the, for the the documentary or whatever. But No, Al, I think you told me the same thing. There you so go. <laughs> yeah. That sold me. Well, yeah. And then, like, um, we did the table read. And um, the gentleman that adapted it, Michael, it was the first time all of us had met, I think, well, I guess uh, for this production for the cast or whatever. And we went through the table read. I was sweating my ass off like that. Sweating my ass off, freaking out and everything. And uh, we went through the table read. And I guess it was kind of the, f- I know it's not exactly the way everything is going to be done being a first read, but uh, the gentleman, Michael, was very impressed with the first read. He said, this is everybody's first table read. And it, it's really taken on a life of itself because everybody wants it to work and like I said, I'm very lucky to be around a bunch of real serious professionals, <clears throat> and I'd like to credit them right now, if we don't mind. I'll read you off the cast. If yeah, that's absolutely. Okay yeah. Everybody, please. Yes, sir. They're working hard. Oh, fuck our, yeah, they are. We got a great team. So we have 
But the gentleman playing Billy Talent, <clears throat> the other uh, part of the big major part of the story is a young man named Andrew Fleming. He's a really, really good guitar player, very, very nice guy. And the bass player, John Oxenberger, is played by Michael DeFaze, who is a wicked, wicked um, jazz singer guy. I looked up some of his stuff. He's a really good bass player. And just a really all-round all, all nice guy with his child, Jackie. And then my secret best friend in the band, which he doesn't even know yet, is uh, the drummer, Thomas Scott. I don't know what it is. I've always, uh, nothing personal, Simon. I've always ended up rowing down with the drummer the most out of every <laughs> band. I don't know what it is. It's just because we stick out the most or something like that. I don't know what it is. But I call him Tommy Boy. He's pretty much, he's playing Pipe Fitter, mm -hmm. the comedy relief and Kind of a, each band and the, each character in the band ends up being part of the soul of the band. And that's one of the journey, they find out on the journey about the whole thing that a, a band may start out as screaming and kicking and shouting as one person, but it usually is four or five dudes that like yeah. each other and hate each other. Yeah. And then rounded also, uh, we have this very talented firecracker of an individual named Jennifer Walls, who uh, is playing, this is her role in the play, everyone else. She's playing Nardwar. Oh, really? She's playing um, um, certain uh, ladies of uh, De La Noche, uh, some ladies of the evening. She's a, uh, a wonderful um, waitress. There's a lot of quick changing going on. Oh, yeah, there. no, she, but she's on it, dude. She yeah. can move. She's really good. And then uh, rounded out by Tim Lindsay, who is playing Chris Crudd. Oh the Chris Crud, yes, really? our Chris Crud, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. thing, so he's gonna have an orange jumpsuit, and I said to, him, I said, you know, man, it's really hard to, to talk to someone that is playing someone I actually know. It's so insane. <laughs> so it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, Ron Jenkins is a director. He's a very patient man. Um, he really, really likes music. His favorite band's The Clash, and he's genuinely interested in what everybody has to think. And it's like I said, um, there's no. Uh, uh, which, with no riding crops and um, uh, puffy pants for the director yeah, here. Yeah, He's yeah, actually like yeah. really, really into it. And then, yeah. of course... Scarps and a bullhorn. Michael Scholar Jr., like, he was so nice. He, I've never been to... I've never been to anything like this that I end up getting a 7-inch out of. Yeah. He gave me the record, which yeah. I thought was really cool. And um, that's... We start on March 9th, and it runs to the 26th, and hopefully people will come see it. It is... It's a play, and then it's a show. There's a a lot of great dialogue, really good people. And yeah. Like I said, we're in the early stages of it, but it's going to be wicked. Yeah, no, so that's <laughs> that's super exciting. I was so proud that to see that you, everybody has their calling, you know, and it all sort of happens. Everything kind of happens for a reason. You know, you can be at your rock bottom and something comes and grabs you and saves you and brings you out of it and gives you sort of like, a, oh, this is great. And you're out of your comfort zone, which I think I was going to say before that, that gives you a... A leg up because you excel at that like fight or flight yeah so to to be able to uh to make it all happen it was such a beautiful justice so uh oh we should also thank melanie k for putting oh, yeah. us all together yeah. melanie k works very hard doing all of her publicity mm -hmm. it's nice to be with her as well yeah yeah she actually she gives lots of interviews to sends lots this and way Marley Bear. very cool so jeremy you worked as a tour manager with doa at the time, yeah. Yeah, at the time. <clears throat> do you still actively work in that? Because I do. <laughs> TMing? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just got off the road. I do a lot of uh, country and metal and punk. and. What countries? What country acts? Uh, Tim Hicks, Madeline Merlot. So you know Dean Stefan Gee then? The guitar player, Stefan Gee? The young guy. He was with, I think he was with Tim Hicks. Was he with Tim Hicks? No. No, he was, he he was plays with, um, Brett Kessel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, does he play with Brett? I don't know. I do know him. But he I'm works. With, he does play with the Small Town Pistols, and that's who I work for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we were on a cowboy hat wearing festival at one point. Were you at Boots and Bourbon? <laughs> or not Boots? Uh, boots and Hearts. Boots and Hearts. Yeah, yeah, with the Small Town Pistols, yeah. I was. Yeah. 
Yeah. Suburban. I do that all the time. What's the, what's the club down on Queen Street? Uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> on on the east side, the country bar. Oh. Something in Bourbon. Yeah, I don't know. I mix the two up, and I, I actually think they own anyway. Yeah. Story, but yeah. So tour managing is sort of an interesting uh, concept to uh, when you're morphing from punk rock to country. Yeah, and I, I remember like. Cor Blunt said to me, he's like, so how'd you get into like, uh, you know, bullshit management, <laughs> managing bullshit all day? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, who goes? Yeah. Yeah. I did the smalls. Um, the reunion thing? Reunion tour. Yeah. Oh. I did that. Um, which was, yeah, that was a crazy, a crazy year. I did DOA, went into the smalls, like sort of with a two day break. And then out of that, I did this, um. Road Hammers, Doc Walker, Blackjack. Oh Valley yeah, yeah. Run. For we did one Road Hammer show. Weeks. Oh God, it was in like uh, oh uh, Grand Cash. We did a Road Hammer show with the Road Hammers. Was it Road Hammers? Can't remember. Yeah. Are you doing front of house? Yeah, front of house tour manager. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you look familiar now because I think we've made a bounced off each other at one point somewhere I'm or another. Sure. I'm sure. Because Road Hammers and the Small Town Pistols used to be the Wilkinsons. And the Wilkinsons are like that 90s Grammy winning, late 90s, they won Grammys. They had a big, that's when they, with their dad. Oh, yeah. And now they're uh, the Small Town Pistols, which I don't think they're doing much this year anyways. I think they've hung up the uh, proverbial cowboy hat. Yeah. And they're not traveling much anymore. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they're waiting on something more exciting. But uh, to come in, like, to, to so you're... You're producing this show. How different is it to produce, like, to put a tour? It must be drastically different tour managing to the organization. I can see the only thing is that that common thread where. You're... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I look at this less like tour management and more like putting a band together because that you know I mean I started as a drummer and playing in bands my whole life, so I sort of take that approach from it. Like aside from the organization, is putting a team together and. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, once the show is up and running, it's very much like tour management, with the exception of you're not actually touring. You're in the same club, right? mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're based in Toronto? I am. Yeah. yeah. So it's great. You can, like, take a bus or ride a 10-speed to, yeah. to work. Yeah, get my unicycle out. That's the dream. That's the dream for me is I want to work, but I want to be able to take a 10-speed to work. And I don't care if I work at Walmart or I, if I actually work in theater. I just want to ride my bike to work. I'm sure and I live in Uxbridge, so that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot to... <laughs> Yeah. To try and uh, there must be a Walmart in Uxbridge. There is. They yeah. wouldn't hire me though. Oh, really? No, I put my name. They would need some of the electronics uh, devices. Uh, are you Facebook Live? You can be a greeter. They don't have those anymore. Really? No, they got rid of greeters. Oh. What you doing, Al? Is this Facebook Live? Yes. Oh, hello. We're live. Oh, I'm... High fives. Look at how sexy oh. Hugh looks back yeah, in the day. <laughs> Hugh. Um, Marley and me. Hugh. Hugh Dylan and I had a funny experience in Edmonton. Where he got locked out of the Butter Dome. Remember the no. <laughs> this place called <laughs> the Butter Dome? It's just it's like basically a track and field venue. Yeah. And it was us, a Conline Crush. Well, I was oh, tour yeah. managing Rusty. It was Rusty, <laughs> Conline Crush, and uh, and um, and and um, what are they called? <laughs> What's his band called? Headstones. Headstones. Yeah. Jesus. And. Uh, and Hugh got locked out, and I was skateboarding in the parking lot. And he goes, Ken, come here. Give me your skateboard. And he starts banging on the door, and it's nobody's letting him in with my skateboard. And then he finally puts it right through this window. 
And then the door opens. He comes in. He gives his skateboard back. Goes, I like you, kid. You didn't run away or nothing. I'm like, yeah, you have my skateboard. Why would I? Why would I run away? <laughs> yeah, he's a fun dude. Yeah. You're, did, did, have you had any bouncing offs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he tweeted at us and uh, yeah. you know wished us well and um, hopefully he'll be able to come to the show. But I think he's in Vancouver right now. Yeah. So that may or may not happen, but mm-hmm. uh, he's been supportive. That whole the whole uh, sort of team from the film has been supportive. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce McDonald's been you know speaking with us and happy to do whatever he can. I'm sure he'll be out. Yeah. No, he's a he. Yeah, definitely. It's like. I, I just like the fact that everybody sort of all got together and it's a great story to begin with. And it resonates with punk rock and it resonates with being in a band to me that, yeah. and, you know, and the ending, does it, and it doesn't, well, we're not going to twist. We're not going to give yeah, the end not, away. Let's not give away. No, no. Come to the show and find out. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one performance. Let's just put it that way. Oh, <laughs> Hey. <laughs> No, well, yeah, because it's such it does resonate with punk rock. There's always like everybody in this in this story you've met before. I've met before. <clears throat> we've oh, I know worked a thousand with. Joe Dix. Yeah, yeah, we've met yeah. and we've worked with, or we've worked for, or we've we've had Absolutely. encounters with. That's their uh, their the yeah. cast is very patient, and so is Ron. That uh, if we get into a situation and uh, of talking about the characters, uh, that no one's complained yet, but I throw in a little. Well, you know, this is what happened to us one time. <laughs> and I, none of the kids, as I call them, the kids have started rolling their eyes just yet. But uh, it's like I, I tell them, it's well, this is why this and possibly that. And they're, they're smart enough to know characters. They're professionals of what they do. But I say to them, uh, please forgive me if you see my eyes rolling in the back of my head and I go into one of my Vietnam flashbacks or something like that. <laughs> talk about all oh, this. These are my favorite parts, to be honest with you. Because, oh, the shots through the Coca-Cola? Is that Coca-Cola? The monotony. We're watching Harker Logan. We are yeah, watching yeah, the movie. The monotony yeah. of just traveling. You know, and you, if you were lucky to have someone to talk to outside the band, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, like, yeah, to get your thoughts out. That's why I guess the Ox had his, uh, his book. You know what I mean? Like his, uh, his journal mm-hmm. and stuff and everything. Al so, almost made me drink his piss once. That is the best story ever. It was no, it was. Please, I don't know why. I tell that story. Okay, I was. Uh, <laughs> it was by accident. I was, it was well, a Joe Dick moment. It was yeah. a total Joe Dick moment. I um Joe Dick moments with Al Nolan. Um, <laughs> Hugh Dillon and I should do a That's show great. together. Have a cage between us. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm Al from the up, and uh, no, I'm Al from the fuck, and I'm Hugh from the off. Uh, so, anyways, um, so whatever little money you could put together, little your you there was, I used to call them little rebellions. So you're re- traveling as a unit. And if you have a little bit of cutter in your pocket, you know, you want to be independent of everything that's happening around you. You're in your twenties. So I took, I guess, whatever I had, I, maybe I had 50 bucks and I spent 90 cents on a chocolate milk, very large chocolate milk. And I was drinking and I'm like, you know, this is great. Oh, this is awesome. We're on tour. It was a bit, our, that tour was a bit hellacious because it, it was the second tour. We, we went, our first tour that Simon and I ever went on together was the very first tour ever. We went in a very small van. We lucked out. We went and did, uh, Epitaph was a huge label at the time, just branching out. We got our very first tour ever for a small band that no one ever heard of. We opened for Down by Law, starting up in California and going across Canada. And it was unheard of. So our second tour, we went out. We thought we were getting a little better, like going to meet Down by Law again. And uh, I have this chocolate milk, and I finished drinking it. So I had to go to the bathroom, and someone else from the band was in this gas station thing. So I just pissed in the carton. So Simon, who of course is being responsible, paying for the gas, paying for the gas. I knew he was going to say that. Fucking 
asshole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but was on the phone advancing the show, which is the I don't know how to do kind of thing. And there was no social media back then, so social media was a bell payphone. And I don't. Did we have? Did did we have one of those things that? Clicked phone. on a phone that no made no it we sound- had phone cards we get well, stolen phone cards we but well, one time we had a, a a little box that you put it up against the phone and it made the noise of coins going in so you could fool the computer to make invented by Steve call. Wozniak yeah, by the it way it was fucking wicked you know <laughs> you know invented that right yeah it's just yes. Steve Wozniak yeah um um and so I'm holding this carton of urine Simon's on the phone and I just look at him and so I decide to walk over and I go. Uh, Hey man, test this. I don't try this out. I don't think it's right. And he goes to take it from me, and I'm like, "What is he doing?" And he goes to go like this. I spoke. Hey man, I pull it away from him. I go, "Hey man, that's piss." And he goes, like I'm shocked that he was going to drink it. Right? <laughs> Everybody's in the van watching and, this happen too. By goes, the way, why why did you do that? I'm I don't know. I really don't know. It was funny to me to quote the yeah. line. It was funny to me. I almost drank his piss. I can't believe you're going to make me drink your piss. <laughs> There's a lot of, in the play, there is a lot, not to push out of this, in the play, there's a lot of places that we went to mm. that go, you're going to play the Westward Inn. And, okay, the fir- Westward Inn, the first time, the Westward Inn was our first time having a hotel room given to us. Right. Playing for the wonderful Wes Haig, the, the man of many late nights and, and early mornings. And sweaters. To, and sweaters and having to explain things to people of what his stupid bands did in the Westward Inn. So... We for, we were on tour that down tour down by law. It was nineteen ninety one. We we're in Calgary playing the Westward Inn. I don't know what the hell. The show went off really well. We played with those. Well, I remember those Skin Barn. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hated that band. I am I'm <laughs> such an awful person. I am. Anyways, um, so he's the guy who said Les Claypool was a shitty bass. Yeah, player. and and every <laughs> every fucking word of the, every idiot's mouth across the tour that week was, oh, have you heard Nevermind yet? Have you heard Nevermind? Like, no, we fucking cares, <laughs> and because we we are one of our first shows on that tour was in Seattle. And uh, in Seattle, they have this thing called the Ave. It's their Queen Street. So Bad Motorfinger came out two days before ne- Nevermind. So one side of the fucking street is all Bad Motorfinger, and the other side of the street is all Nevermind. So you're ah, you can't get away from it. So we get into Calgary, and this guy goes, oh, have you heard the new Nirvana? I'm like, well, fuck off. Who cares? So I'm not a drinker at the time, as I told you. Yeah. So I decided, fuck it. Let's start drinking. Yeah. So we started yeah, yeah. pounding back free beers thing, and we met girls yeah we had barbara and and fucking whatever and they weren't working girls but they were girls that were into things so we get into the into a hotel room and <clears throat> i have to interject though some of the well, best advice that anybody in a band ever gave me to is if you want to pick up chicks yeah. hang up by the stage yep it's true yeah and i did and, I and did. he did but anyways <laughs> and so um uh chicks uh, also known as girls women Sorry about that. Um, you insensitive so, bastard. Yeah. So we get into the hotel room. Everybody's just juice like this. So windows are open. What does Al, the idiot, think is the right thing to do? Start throwing stuff out the window because I saw a pool down the thing. So I start throwing stuff out the window, and I even tried to pick the TV up, but it was attached to the – I don't know what the fuck was wrong. <laughs> attached to the thing. But foolishly – and I'm sorry. Even though I did so many dumb things before, foolishly I took the phone book and threw it out the window, which had the room number in it. Right. Yeah. So they're like – why did you? Why did you do this? Well, like this the is next the next day. morning. The next yeah. morning, we go down. Like, how did you know it was us? <laughs> or you threw the phone book out of the thing, and I'm like, oh. So now this is this this is the best part. Everybody's. We get downstairs, down by lost. What the fuck were you guys doing last night? Because one of the girls decided to pull the fire alarm in the middle of the night, and down by I was like, what is wrong with you guys? And we're like, oh, nothing. Blah blah blah. And so I, so I see Wes Haig, and I said to him, I said, Wes, so, you know, usual. The next morning, I'm really sorry, dude. Just blowing off steam, this, this, and this. And Wes Hagen, his brilliant 
deadpan face looks at me amongst his long greasy hair and goes out you know the dwarves were here about a week ago and no matter what you could have done would not even come close to what those guys they did. were throwing rocks they were the- trying to fill the pool up with rocks like the whole pool. <laughs> <laughs> this is before the internet i must add yeah. <laughs> and we were at the westward that that same t- well no no it was the first tour we're on the, we're at the westward that's, that's, what we didn't ex- that's what i just told the yeah story yeah but but they talk about what we're talking the about brain. the dwarves and the owner of of um of the Westwood was like, oh, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. the dwarves, very hardcore. <laughs> they, they had a, uh, the dwarves had a had a shtick. Not, not a, well, their stage performance at that time was the legendary. They only play for twenty minutes if you're lucky, and they try to attack you or beat you up and that kind of stuff. But, um, the manager for the band who had an even harder job, you can relate to this. His thing was after they get paid and after he apologizes or they try to straighten out or the mayor's daughter has been beaten up or something like that or whatever. And, um, I'm not accusing the dwarves or anything specific. Um, <laughs> he goes to the, the, the West Hague told me this, the manager for the dwarves says, okay, I have to do this. It's part of the show. If you don't mind, we're never playing here again. You're a fucking loser. So he starts berating the owner because he says it's just part of the shtick. Frank. And then he goes, thank you very much. We'll see you later. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like part of the game. It was Frank, right? Was it Frank? I, I think it was Frank. Or the, uh, that's right. But I, I just remember that I'll never, ever forget that. Yeah. Do you want a topper? No, I'm okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so I bet there's a lot of, of tour stories and things that resonate with uh, this story, this this hardcore, lor- hardcore logo story. Hardcore logo. Hardcore Nolan story, yeah. Uh, I think there is, but there's also, it's it's still a story about relationships and, like, sort of human commonality. And, mm-hmm. you know, if anyone's ever had family or, you know, done a family vacation or, like, been married or, you know, like, all these things, like... Yeah. That was tour for me. Was like you're right. You're like you're touring with people that are your brothers. That's right. You've been through a lot, and then you're like, yeah. But the only thing is that you can actually punch <laughs> somebody in the face, and it won't create a rift for years to come. <laughs> I suppose that's the only difference. I had a, a couple of things thrown at me on tour. No, no, I not at me. Well, we didn't really have that relationship, but I was. I had bands where. The guy, one of the guys in the band would just get completely wasted and then sick and then feel, want us to feel sorry for him because he felt sick. Right. And my thing is like, well, fuck you, dude. Like you were walking around in the winter in Germany in a T-shirt. Yeah. And he's, this is guy's my best friend, by the way. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. Right. And, and then he didn't like that. So he threw a full beer bottle at me. <laughs> But it was it was life learning because you there's a certain amount of tolerance you can push people to, where you can just push them enough to say, now you can pull it back a little bit, yeah. like you know, like you're we get older, you know, you get old, you, you choose your battles on stuff like that, you know. So you played in bands. Yes. What band from what area? This area? Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, I played in a band called Junior Achiever. Yeah. So you must know Connor uh, uh, from Boys Night Out and. Jeff and sort of. I know. Uh, what's uh, Jim well, Class Joke was his band back in the Jim Class Joke. Oh, that's yeah. Connor's band from the okay. So days I'm, gone by. They were um, like just a few years older than me. Yeah. So I was seeing them at places like the Yellow Sub uh, in Burlington. Yeah. 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 So so do I know him? No, but I remember mm-hmm. that band. Yeah. Um, and what's his uh, boys night out? What's the guitar player's name? He played Jeff with you. Davis. Jeff. No, he played with you in. Um, Early calling. What's the guitar player that 
How did I gig with you? Okay, never mind then. <laughs> well, I got this job. I got this job, and I don't remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> well, Jeff, Jeff was the original guitar player, and then he had a few different guitar players along the way yeah. as as Boys Night Out, and uh, I worked for them a couple of times. Great band. Yeah, band. No, they, they just put great. an EP out. I don't know if you heard it. Black Dogs? I haven't heard it, but I, I saw that they did it, yeah. It's really... Because it's been years, right? Like, Yeah, no, and they're not even touring it. And it got put out on their original owner of Ferret Records label, but he started a new label called Good Fight Music. Cool. It's phenomenal. Like, I don't know what kind of music you're into these days, but it's really technical, metal, good yeah. singing, well thought out, great lyrics, and I highly recommend it. Endorse that yeah. record. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you guys are going to go into like what, a tech week kind of thing, and uh... yeah, we're in rehearsals from now until basically the show. And when do you get the venue? Do you do you get to like move in like early and get it started up, or like? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's the short answer. I want to say. And, yes and we and right we get now. to strike as well at the end of the night because we've got to let all the all the Pumas and the and and the vans and all the people. My God, right? Because it's still you there's, can't there's just there's take still dance cave things. Yeah. Performances will be at seven. And, like, yeah, wow, that's a lot of work. So I guess you've sort of structured everything to be what we call in the a rep show. Well, it's <laughs> this is where it's I just learned like, a new term, mounted. Yeah, I, that's a, mm. I thought it meant something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is where to me it's sort of like touring. You know, when we were talking about this and set design and all these things, I was like, well, basically this is a band, and this is like we put arena shows up in a day. Yeah. So and we take them down and we yeah. put them up in a different city the next day. Everything's yeah. made for that. Right, so yeah. we just have to. Yeah, let's do that. So, what's this? Is it minimal set, or is it? Is it? Is it? Uh... Yeah, I mean, like the cave, as they're yeah. calling it now, is part of the set. Yeah. Right, and uh, yeah, we've got you know, obviously, there's band gear on stage, there's road cases, there's yeah. you know, uh, there's video. Yeah. Which helps, you know, because you're oh, touring okay, across yeah. the country. So, how do we translate that onto the stage? Of know? course, and so, it's easier than making a set, and you can now project what your you set can project is. Things, and then you know, obviously, you have to. Your yeah. imagination a little bit. Sure. Is, you know, are you using much technology like in, in, in how that works or are you keeping it bare bones? Uh it will be simple. I mean yeah. I'd like to sort of limit things because things go wrong yeah. when it gets complicated yeah. sometimes. And, and you you kinda wanna make it kind of fit. Yeah, like you know, we gotta be in the nineties yeah. a little bit too. You know, you don't wanna stretch it too far and yeah. like some space thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Parker logo goes to space. There, that can be. That's the then that's the, that's the, the sequel. One. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, Marley. Um, well, so so are you? Is there any plans? Like, if this is how how many how long is it running for? Uh, three weeks, basically fifteen yeah, shows. Fifteen shows, three weeks. And uh, is there any aspiration to take it out and tour it, or? Well. Just seeing how it goes. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. We'd, uh, we've always talked about that. I mean, uh, my theater company, BFL Theater, like we, that's sort of our first production was Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and that's always been sort of the part of our thing is that we yeah. like touring productions. We like, you know, rock and roll musical type things that do stuff. And, you know, my life is on the road. Um, so it seems fitting that mm -hmm. Harper Logo would tour, but I can't say for certain that that will happen, you know, or mm -hmm. won't. You know, It'd be point. nice to have something to do in April. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in April what, 2018? Till then, yes. Yeah, yeah. until then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it takes a considerable amount of work just to make a show, mount a show, you know, and to make a show than yeah. it is to then use that the results from that to sort of either throw away or, you know what I mean, right. they can assess because 
it's that you know you're not working on like million dollar like it's not Lord of the Rings you know no, where they no, no, certainly we haven't and that well, you haven't seen this version yet no well, no I'm just kidding well, Lord of the Rings didn't it fold after like a week and it was like the highest budgeted production that went a week and then got kicked out because it did not sell and it was no, bad I forgot yeah. about that stage version yeah yeah you need to do well I think your next more... one you need to do is Phantom of the Paradise Kiss. No, he's Phantom of the Paradise. Paul Williams. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, go ahead. Um, well, now I've lost my train. Of oh no! My name you know, is Alan. You look Lola, a lot like Bill. Responsible like, to derail people's thoughts. You look a lot like Bill Gregory. I don't know if anybody <laughs> told you. That. Did I not tell you that? I said, yeah, I said you do. You, it's, looks it's, like Bill Gregory's younger, better-looking brother. Stunning, <laughs> stunning <laughs> stunningly uncanny. Yeah, yeah. What do they call it? Um, doppelganger. Doppelganger. That's right. Yeah, and you guys have lower voices, so it's kind of. It is weirding me out a little bit, I must say. And you have these haunting eyes. I'm not trying to creep you out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me. Is Bill on the other That's side, like, looking through a teleport? Oh, yeah, I can see that. Bill's yeah. in Bad Blood. Yeah. Yeah, Origin. Yeah. And yet another posse. Yeah. Almost signed to Interscope Records. God Almost. And I was part of that. Yeah. I lifted their gear. You did their sound. I was part of that whole demoing process, yeah. and then it didn't get picked up. Limp Biscuit got signed instead. Oh, yeah. Whose idea was that? Danny Ovines, Jimmy Ovines. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well you know, um, yeah, it's 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 exciting because I worked a little bit in theater and did a little bit here and there, and it's I know how much work it takes to to do, like to just making it all work and having it all come together. I think is more difficult than putting a band or a tour or whatever it is together because there's when you deal with a tour, you're dealing with the same variables in different circumstances yeah. but but when you're putting a show on everything can change up to like the day before right I th- it can be changeable you know because you're well, trying to make it better you're cutting your yeah even on the spirit level of the whole thing like um the the cast knows just work right? yeah so what when i'm sitting there and i don't realize i'm working with them but it's because i'm so used to just sitting around in rehearsal rooms and doing stuff anyways but they're uh the thing they don't have is the, well, what am I getting out of this? Like, you know, that, that, cause there's always yeah. that one person. It's an agenda. In your band yeah. amongst everybody. There's always the one guy that'll go like, well, fuck. He gets to stand in the middle. He gets yeah. licks. And I wrote the drums. Yeah. Remember that character? Yeah. Anyways, um, so <laughs> to see the, um, to see them not have the dead in their eyes, the deadness or yeah. anything, you know what I mean? To see it, it's, it's really, really inspiring, which also kind of just takes it to another level. We'll get that though. No, I don't think you're going to break everybody that bad. I think That's you're the only one go, with, with the deadness in your eyes, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just came off a winter tour, too, yeah. so that's probably yeah. still sitting in my Oh, touring in the winter sucks balls. Oh, yeah. oh, it's horrible. But you do it. You do it, That's yeah. the best part about it. Yeah. No, I don't I do not do that anymore. I can't. I can't. I remember like, coming home one time, that, that two months we did with Furnace Face, we went out by ourselves, misery tour, living off like four fifty a day, never mind $5. <laughs> Then you get to the Furnace Face Tour, which is a real tour booked by the agency. So we got up to $10 a day. Then we got home. I haven't seen my girlfriend in two months. I'm a sensitive gentleman, so yeah, I wanted to see her. <laughs> I ran into Mark, God rest his soul, at a, went to see Pulp Fiction when it came out. And there's my, I'm there with my girlfriend, and she goes, Mark's over there. Like I, I don't know if you remember, we ever did this before, Simon, but a long time ago when Trigger Happy, when we would unload our gear and drop it off to the jam spot, we would look at each other and go, two weeks. Two weeks, and Mark and I would say, "Ah, one week." Yeah, yeah, and someone we wanted to talk to each other. Yeah, Give me yeah, a week. Yeah. Don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to him to see anybody. It's from SCTV. 
I don't want to see you for a whole week. Um, anyway, you can edit that out. Um, so I'm sitting down to watch Pulp Fiction, and Mark fucking taps me on the shoulder and goes, uh, you know we're leaving in two days, right? And guess who we were going with? The St. Notras. Oh. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but that's another story. That's another, yeah. yeah. Well, the trip. So you just go because you go where it's warm. Yeah. And that's what you do. Yeah. Well, it's well, unfortunately to, to tour in the United States where it is warm, so incredibly hard and expensive and unreachable for smaller groups to do. And that seems like that's a shame, you know, because the work papers and all the work you need to do, yeah. the, the amount of shows you need to have together before you can even get work papers. Like it's like, and you have to have them all booked like eight months in advance. Like what punk band has tours booked that early? Well, they all do now. Well, they have to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They be, would be punks if they didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the only you know, the only band I know that goes down is the Anti Queens. Do you know those guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they go they're, down. They're an offshoot of uh, Black Cat Attack. Really, really good band. Yeah, great band. Really, really good band. So uh yeah. So what's your where where do you have a passion with theater or is it with like live music? Like where where would you if you had a choice, if someone said go this direction or you had to? Well, I mean drummer first and foremost i've mm -hmm. always been a drummer so that's my passion um but um, I, what i love about theater is i get to make make believe all the time it's mm -hmm. like playing with toys yeah you know and uh having people come out and hang out and do a thing it's uh yeah i'd absolutely do that yeah you know if so, i can play in a band or make make art that's that's the passion it's, yeah it's the creating stuff and art in general is yeah. is so transparent like you can go into anything you want like yeah. you can get pigeonholed as a the drummer in that band and that would suck but if you're actually a guy who does several things reasonably good yeah i'd rather be that guy you know i don't i don't know what you like because a lot of people like to specialize like there's people who work in as technicians who were musicians mm -hmm. that people look at and say, "Hmm, he didn't make it as a as a musician, so he's getting by as a technician." Sure, I completely don't subscribe to that train of thought. But there are people out there that think that. Of course, sir. But to be able to be pretty good at most things, it allows you to to then get better at other things around you. So if you like, oh, I like this thing called a podcast. I'm gonna go do that. See what that's like. It's still artistic. It's not where you started. No. So is that kind of you in theater, like kind of just moving around and? I guess so. I mean, I've always been a, a subscriber to that philosophy that you know, you, when you take things at life that come at you and you, opportunities, and you you make them happen too. You don't just you know idle by, but when an idea comes, you roll with it and see where it takes you. And that's, I suppose, that's why I'm producing theater. That's, I mean, I how we started is that I got hired to play drums in a production of Hedwig, in in Toronto that then we formed a theater company out of and mm -hmm. toured Hedwig as our own production. Yeah. Um, so I guess the short answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever have any previous like experience with theater as like a kid in, or whatever? In or? high school. I did, yeah. a, I did sound design for um, theater um, for um, Fiddler on the Roof. And in high school? In high school. Mm. I've always liked theater. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share something with you guys. Uh, oh, what a scoop! Is that, like Mary Poppins was my like favorite film growing up, which is very much a musical. I know mm -hmm. it's not a stage, but I've always enjoyed that uh, that idea of musicals and 
the stage in theater. And yeah. And I would argue that movies at that time were shot more like theater. Like theaters, that's right. You're right. Theater. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. People didn't get the method acting part no. back in the 50s or whatever. No. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Let's and they had, they didn't have like 30s. They had to learn all their lines, not just like yeah. one line at a time. You notice too, back then, it was sort of the fast track to TV or movies was from theater. Yeah. Now, it seems like people are in TV and small screen and large screen are going back to theater. You know, you see people going down to, to do something on Broadway. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, Michael C. Hall, right? Who's in theater? He's he starting theater. Yeah, came up to TV. Now he's back down to theater again because that's a, he loves doing that. Well, yeah, and I, I I'm not an actor, so I shouldn't speak for people in that. But it seems like they can really work their craft. You know, mm-hmm. In theater, there's such a visceral thing about it too, because you're there, you're you're watching people interact with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's live. You can see like the goober coming out their mouth when they're speaking. That's right. And you get that feeling. And if you can kind of bring everybody into your train of thought. It's probably the closest thing to, you know, for me is getting people on board and success, you know. Absolutely. It's like hypnotizing them, right? Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's a very and cool thing. an opportunity that it might actually be different the second time that you watch it. Yeah. And so you you're, the other guy you're, yeah, yeah. Is, is acting differently. So now you have to react to their reaction and you have to get through this. That's right. It's kind of like tap dancing, right? Because somebody yeah. sort of, if they forget what they're doing. They don't just stop and put their hands on their hips and go, oh, I forgot what I was, they have to keep tapping, no, they right? Keep going, <laughs> they keep yeah. going, right? Yeah. Well, I'd say that's, it's very exciting stuff. I, I really, I'm very, very happy, Al, that you, you're doing something that's like, you're kind of made for it. It's crazy. Like, is there going to be uh, any sort of uh, auditions would, down the line? I, I would be nice. That's what I said. It's like, what is it? One door closes and another one opens. So yeah. it'd be nice to meet someone. I'd love to do I Well, I was doing voiceovers for much more music for a while. I'd love to get back into that. Yeah. I like. I guess being in front of people. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's not the courts, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, and you know, some to maybe playing music and live in front of people. That's it's the doorway, it's the gateway yeah, into well, other. It's also going to. I don't like the word, but it's it's the play is also super super, super cathartic for me. Yeah, and it's really helping me discover some things about myself, some things about some people that I considered really close friends or some people that I maybe perhaps didn't give enough chance to be a close friend. Mm-hmm. And when all we were trying to do was share the same idea or intention, but it's, sadly enough, they weren't in it long enough to feel that important or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and even the current state of Trigger Happy Now is it's still a functioning band. It's finally functioning, I should say, mm-hmm. excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- uh, it's not that it was ever musically inept, um, you know, the, the proof was in the pudding when you came to see us. You always remembered us, no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. I can't really, uh, the, due to geography and perhaps uh, um, lack of funds for our record company at the time, they probably couldn't uh, help it out that much. But we did really well in, in Europe. We're lucky enough to go to Europe, have pe- someone believe in us enough to spend money to put out our CDs in Europe, then charge us for half of it back anyways. But we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, that's all. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. Me and, too. And... Uh, but um, yeah, like, you know, I, I think uh, I'm hoping to God that I've got the worst parts out of it and everybody I've pissed off is okay with everything now and just let me get on with my life. <laughs> Time and, heals uh, all wounds. That's what I hear. And um, <clears throat> even if anybody out there that considers me an enemy or I think that they're an enemy, I'm willing to re- renegotiate and discuss everything because yeah. life is literally, literally too short. And uh, I don't mean to sound like Alistair Sim and Christmas Carol, but uh, it's, um, yeah. sometimes I, don't, I think I don't deserve to be happy, but uh, yeah, everyone should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm very happy that you're happy. Thanks, bro. Nice. 
Jeremy, thanks for doing the show. He's not happy. So you know, you don't look happy, man. <laughs> so you got this frown on your face, like. That's that's the hard work. That's right that's you, you have <laughs> what you have in the manager job. Yeah, I know, but you got to get out of that tour manager thing. I know where you're at. Yeah. Sometimes people see me looking off into the distance. You go, "What are you thinking I was about?" Glad you came today. Jerry. I'm trying to figure out how <laughs> I can get ten people on a. You know, I know you got that. Your yeah. mind is so active that you you can't. You got to get out of that. And <laughs> get in the moment. Get in the now. You have angry eyes. I'm here. Angry eyes. Angry angry eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, well, thank you, Simon. That's been great. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks for you know, and let's. Uh, Hardcore logo live, uh, March 9th to the 26th at Lee's Palace. Brought to you by BFL Theater, Bose Brewery. My mom and dad. Exclaim Magazine. Yes, Exclaim's running a contest right now. Go to Exclaim.ca to win tickets. They're great. Facebook. There's a page on there. If you're out there and you want to talk, yep. Send where us can, a message. Where can you get tickets? Uh, Hardcore Logo Live. HardcoreLogoLive.com. Yeah. Now? On the internet. On the internet. Yeah. In the yeah. internet. There's Never lovely pictures of everybody on there, too. You see the cast. You may know someone. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Well, it's cool. I, I want to come see it. Please Definitely. do. So, yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. Wicked. Okay, okay guys, Marley, great. what do you think? So, okay. this is Al, Jeremy. Simon. Saying, doot 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 doot. Fuck you. <laughs> Al Nolan and Jeremy Knowles. Um, yeah, that was one of the good ones, right? I I really am slowly but surely enjoying the ones where I get to go to the location and meet people and talk to them face-to-face. I like the online ones, too, and I've had some real special ones online, but I really enjoy having a conversation. Put the person in the face and talk to them. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Thanks to Jeremy and Al for doing the episode. Thanks to Melanie K for setting up the show. Please don't forget to go to Apolog.ca to support my ride to conquer cancer. Um, yeah, right now, out of the gate, $220 of my $2,500 goal. It's a long way to go. And it's 200 kilometers. I don't know what I do. Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Um, please don't forget to go to audibletrial.com slash Get your 30-day free trial and a free audiobook. Uh, don't forget my Amazon affiliate program, apolog.ca slash Amazon to support the show. And if you're from the United States or from K, go to apolog.ca and click on the banner somewhere inside. Patreon, don't forget about Patreon. Don't, please don't forget about the, um, the uh, liking the show on Facebook and following me on Twitter at Simon666 and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. What do we got next week, everybody? I don't know. You know what I think? Who do we got next week? It's going to be two people from Australia. It's going to be Jody and Trish from this band called The Clouds. You might not have heard The Clouds, but Clouds was one of my favorite bands of the 90s, and it took them 20 years to put out an EP. And uh, I, I, can't, I can't wait for you to hear that one, because it was fun. It was fun. It was a little bit of technical difficulties trying to get it all hooked up, but we did. We did the interview. It was amazing. I had never met these people, you know, and I don't think I'd ever would have met them had I not put this podcast together. So, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show, week after week after week. And if you're new, please don't forget to tell a friend. I'll see you next week. I'll be here. Bye.